Let's go to Psalm 34. Psalm number 34, verse 1. I'm talking to you. I'm starting something fresh this week. Hallelujah. So I'm talking to you about building a tower of praise and thanks in a depressing world. Building a tower of praise and thanks in a depressing world. I will bless the Lord at all times. <laughs> I can teach on this for a lot of time. Because it's all times. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. <laughs> Hallelujah. Building a tower of praise and thanks in a depressing world. I will praise the Lord at all times. I will constantly speak his praises. King James says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Now, we have to understand that there are seasons, there are times in the world. There are circumstances that happen in the world. And in the midst of all of that, the Bible makes us understand that the whole world lies in wickedness. He says, he says for little children, you are of God and the whole world lies in wickedness. So the world is not a place where the Christian is favored. The world right now is programmed in such a way that the children of God will be suffocated. It is programmed in such a way that there will always be troubles. How many of us would have loved if we never had any adverse circumstance around us? I mean, everything is so, every day everything is so sweet. The world wouldn't be sweet. The world would not be sweet if everything is sweet. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, the world is programmed. In the world, there are wickedness. In fact, there are wickednesses. The Bible says the whole world lieth in wickedness. The Bible talks about the world being in darkness. Hallelujah. So, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4, where the Bible calls, the Bible says, in whom Satan, the God of this world, has blinded their eyes. So, it means that there is a God of this world. Alright? And this is not our God. The God of this world, he's talking about Satan. So, Satan is the God of this world. Now, the word world, that means that he's the God of this age. I remember one time, I was in my house, I was in the room, and then I got a knock. I opened, and it was this Jehovah's Wickedness people. And then they, they brought, I think, an awake or watchtower, something like that. 
and, it, and, and, and it, 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 the inscription was, who rules the world? So that day, I, I wanted to have a good time. I was very lousy. I just felt like I needed somebody to talk to. So I said, all right, let's go and sit up there. So we went to sit up there, and the first question was, who rules the world? Who is the God of this world? That's, of course, it's my father. I said, no, let's share their Bible. Then they took me to this scripture. In whom the God of this world has blinded their eyes. So he says, you see, Satan is the God of this world. Then I said, who sent you? That's the question. I said, who sent you? Then I said, what? I said, who sent you? You think God sent you? God sent you to come and tell somebody that he's trying to win into his kingdom. That he is powerless. Satan is the one ruling the world. So he, he came with one a little girl or boy. I think there was a boy. And I, I, I saw that the question I put made sense to the child more than the man. The word world there, so then I told him, the word world there is the age, is the systems in the world. And that is what the devil governs. Because most of the things that are happening in the world are orchestrated by him. All right, and most of the things that are adored and are loved in the world these days has that power of the enemy backing it. Most of the fashion trends, the things we call fashion. All right, I mean, at first, if somebody is doing what we call it, uh, the thing that they walk and they are doing like this, you know, when they are doing modeling something decent. And they are modeling. Now people model and they are naked. And they call it modeling. That's fashion. Do you understand? The person is coming. The person is naked. Completely naked. Totally naked. With a little bit of skirt hanging around the waist. You look at the songs that are being sung today and all those kind of things. You will know that there is a spirit that is controlling affairs. Praise the name of the Lord. I mean, you pick up the internet, you want to read the Bible, you, you'll be shocked. You're reading the Bible on the internet and you can find a porn ad on top of the Bible. They say, you want Bible? All right, take this one too. And sometimes, even when you are clicking the close, it still opens, then it leads you there. You have to watch. That's what they're telling you. You need to watch. So you open the thing. I say, well, what is this? What, what at all is it? What are they doing? What are they doing? You see, and by the time you realize, you will start practicing what you are seeing. So there is a spirit that is behind all these nasty things that are happening. And in the world, those who have made up their minds that they are going to live their lives for God, the devil will not give it to them softly. See, the fact that you are a child of God means that you are actually in battle. Now, some say, I'm, I, I don't battle. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Ephesians chapter number six. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, dominion, and all those things, and what have you. Hallelujah. Now, that means if a child of God lives his life without the consciousness of the influences of the devil, the person will be living in darkness. The person will be living in, in oblivion. If a Christian is not... Con I'll be teaching on demonology, maybe next year or next two years. 
If a Christian is not conscious of the activities of the devil, you will not be able to know when the devil is working around your garden. Come on, we are together in this place, right? Because, you see, the Christian cannot be possessed by a devil. No. But the Christian, the, the devil can use one he has possessed to trouble the Christian. We all agree. Somebody can meet you and does not like you for no reason. You've not done anything. I mean, I'm not talking about you have a stinking character and somebody does But for no reason, they, they just don't like you. And there can be someone who is assigned to trouble you. They can use your mother. They can use your father. They can use your sister. They can use your cousin. They can use your auntie. They can use your friend. Come on. Hallelujah. And that friend can lead you to sin. So all these things are there. And they battle with who we are. The troubles. And in fact, even in the world, minus the devil alone, you have one school fee somewhere to pay. You have an exams you wrote you didn't pass. You have a GPA that right now Legon has released a statement that all the people whose GPA are one and below, they are fired from the school. It can happen to a Christian and it's, it's, it's told that over 200 or 2,000 students are going home. Level 100, level 200, they are all going, they are sacked. You can't come to school and say your GPA is one or negative five. Less than one. What's wrong with you? You see, so that, imagine if you are a Christian. Hallelujah. Come on, I want to get in this place. Imagine if you are a Christian and this happens to you. Imagine if you're a Christian and here you are, your GPA is 0.3 and you're supposed to go home. Imagine the troubles in our families. Imagine the trouble, if you're in Ghana, the trouble, the trouble of unemployment. As a young person, the trouble of unemployment. It's not like you are lazy, you are not lazy. You want to work, but there's no work. All right, one time I said, oh, I was bored and I, I, I just wanted to teach or something. It's not like I needed money. Of course, but I'm not going to teach for free. So I went to a school, I'll not mention the name of the school, and they told me they would pay me 2.3 or so. 2.3 or 1.5, one of them. Hey man, I said, a German would say, Waka. When I came, I came, I came with a car. So how much am I going to use to buy for to come to school? Wicked. Imagine all the people who are busily going to school these days. Most of them will come home unemployed. They will stay home unemployed for five, ten years. It's a living reality. Now it doesn't mean you are not going to go to school because if you stop the school, you'll still be unemployed. Sometimes pressure from home. Those of you who are the shining stars of your families. Your father can call you and demand the money that you, you don't even have seen before. <laughs> Hallelujah. Then one sister somewhere will call you and say, brother, brah, with a very respectful tone. 
And all these things will go through your very being and your thinking and your mind is encapsulated with all this issue and you are thinking, should I go for blood money or white money, black money? Every money is money. You can be troubled in this. In fact, you see, our case is very special, especially those in Africa and most especially those in Ghana. What should a Christian do in societies like this? I'm just using the government as one thing because that's the main thing. That's the main thing. There are a lot of you, your problems, some of you, that's why you don't even come to church. You've not eaten. You don't have any money. There's no avenue. There's no job in the system. So even coming to church is a problem, especially if you are staying far. Can you walk from Suhum and come to church every Wednesday, Friday? You can't you can do it. So that sometimes you, you just have to balance yourself and not come. The people who want to come to, government has increased fuel. Do you understand what I'm talking about? So, if you live in societies like this, what do you do as a Christian? Like I said, if your mind is set, if your mind is set on the negativities that are happening, have you ever seen people who are naturally, right now, if you sit in church and you talk anyhow to anybody, you can come home with a slap. Because everybody is angry. It has become natural. Everybody is angry. It is only in this government that somebody wants to kill somebody because of 50 pesos exchange. Do you understand what I'm talking about? When wicked people rule the country, the Bible says that the people in the country, they, they suffer. It's in the Bible. It says when the righteous is ruling, the people are at peace. Everybody is happy. It tells you the kind of people we have in the hems of affairs. So when, when, as a Christian, if you set your mind on these things, you'll be depressed. You have no hope. You have no future. David was in such an extreme agony. His kingdom is under threat. His, the whole empire he's built is coming down. It's been taken away from him. He's running for his life. To the point that people think that it's by his own mistakes that God is punishing him. Then David behaves like a madman. And he gives this particular sound. Hallelujah. He says that I will bless the Lord at all times. He did not say, I will bless the Lord for all times. Of course, the Bible says we should bless the Lord for all things. But David did not say, I'll bless the Lord for all times. He says, I will bless the Lord at all times. Think about it. And you see, this is where there is the separation from spiritual maturity and emotional Christianity. The people, they are always excited about God when everything is going on well. Do you know that some of you, you lock yourself or you don't want to pray, you don't want to, you just want to. Huh. <sighs> Do you know if you get your, your, it's not, your answer is, is money. If somebody gave you money, you just believe that God is good. 
My father is everlasting. Everlasting is my father. Eternally present. You begin to put things together. The moment there's some hardship anywhere, it begins to distort your whole orientation. It begins to make you, it, 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 it disorients your thinking. It makes you, it makes you some way. Think about a whole king whose kingdom is under threat or whose life is under threat. Think about somebody who has built an empire and by virtue of whatever, his whole life, his whole kingdom, his family, his people, all of them are under threat. All properties are under threat. He is just alone. No car, no house, no wife, no nothing. Running for my life. In such extreme case, then he wrote this psalm. Sometimes we don't understand why God will say, David is, after, David is the man after my own heart. He says that I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. So regardless the time that I find myself in, there's something that is constant about me. Blessing the Lord and praising him. The moment you are able to come to a point where you don't feel like praising God, where you don't have, you don't, you, you don't have what it takes to bless the name of the Lord, you become too depressed to praise God. The moment you are that, you have not started maturing. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Hallelujah. Come on, hallelujah. Think about, you got a lot of money. And you think, ah, oh, thank God. Finally, my trouble is over. Then you wake up in the morning and you can't find the money. It's gone. They've stolen it. David says, I will bless the Lord at all times. It means that, of course, I'm going to, I'm going to search for the money and what have you. But that will not take away my praise. He says, the praise of my God shall continually be in my mouth. Ay, 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 Hallelujah. In this depressing world, in this world of unemployment, in this world of emotional hula baloo, in this world of all these kind of things that are parading around, making you unstable, financial scarcity, and what have you in your pocket, the Bible says it does not take your praise. You should praise the Lord even when you have failed your exam. It does not, that one does not concern God. You should be able to say, thank you, Father, you are a good God. Blessed be your name. Thank you for your blessing. Your praise shall continually be in my mouth. Come on, hallelujah. You prayed for somebody and then it did not work. Don't say, ah, God has disappointed. Your praise shall continually be in my mouth. I am going to go through the scriptures to find out why and why and why this, but I will still be praising you. A lot of us are consumed about where we want to go to and where we want to get to that we are not there to the point that we don't even enjoy the journey. You have to enjoy the journey. Hallelujah. 
enjoy the journey. Enjoy the days of hunger. Enjoy the days of trouble. Enjoy, enjoy all the... You see, you will be hurt. But in the hurt, don't forget your praise. You go through all kinds of ordeals, but still don't forget your praise. Next verse, the verse 2. Look at what he says. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. My soul, my God, <laughs> hallelujah, shall make her boast in the Lord. No, can you or can we behave like this man? When you say things have gone bad, when you say nothing is working in your life, when you say it's like you can't, you, you, you don't seem to be able to fix the puzzle of your life. 25 years, I don't know what, I've gone through a lot. 23 years, I've gone through a lot. I am somebody, I don't know my father. Not alone, I don't know my mother. I don't even know anybody in my family. I am the one fending for myself. I mean, some of you are seated here. Some of you are seated here. If you get an issue, if you get an issue, and then it is required for someone to come and pay 5,000 cities from your family to free you, you will die in the issue. I'm not kidding. That's some of us like that. You don't have any auntie somewhere that can have any mercy on you. You don't have any uncle somewhere that thinks about you. There are some of you here. Or there are some people here. You don't have any human being on earth that is thinking about you. I'm talking in terms of your family, in terms of maybe your friends. You don't have anybody. You don't have anybody on apart from God. You don't have anybody. Come on. Praise the Lord. I said praise the Lord. A teenager was supposed to undergo a surgery and the surgery was um, $27,000. dollars $27,000. $27,000. $27,000. And they did not call for a family meeting. One person in the family just wrote a check and paid. There's no discussion. Hey, what is it? $27,000. All right. They pay, one person just paid it. Somebody right now too is at Kolebu on admission. The person need 1,200 Ghana cities to come back home. It cannot be found. Somebody has to undergo a surgery of 40,000 Ghana cities and there's no human being inside the family that can get 40,000. What's the family? 40,000 Ghana. Nobody can get 40,000. So there are people who have died. It's not because God has called them. And those people, when they died, do you know the, the serious thing? They had a family who was able to put a family, a, a, a funeral together. That's more expensive than what could have saved them. These things are there. Come on, praise the name of the Lord. I spoke to a father about a child. And the father said, Pastor, you know what? That girl is not my child. I said, it's your child. I said, I know. Biologically, it's my child. 
but she's out of my family. When I remember what the mother did to me, I cannot even look at the child and smile. So think about somebody like that. The father doesn't even want to see her face. Come on, we are together in this place, right? Imagine if you, if you, if these things happen, you see, it's not because we're a bad person. See, bad things happen to good people. Good things happen to bad people. Else no bad person will be happy. But there are bad people who are really enjoying life. No matter how your Christian doctrine, they're enjoying life. Yeah, they fly first class, business class here and there. They go, they can go to Paris today and they come back and they are moving to whatever and they are going to whatever and they enjoy, they are flying everywhere. They're enjoying life. All this shakabaka, they, they don't do sound. They're enjoying life and they are not dying. Because you when you don't know the Lord, your life is short. Their life is not short. There are bad people who lived like 100 years and there are Christians who could not catch 40. It's not that there are some things you say and then, for example, you know, it's not about the amount of money that you have. Money does not bring peace. Peace is what we have in Christ. Chairman, you don't even have 20 pesos in your account. You are peaceful. And those people, most of the people who say that, eh, the moment they get 500 cities, the testimony they will come and give in church. So you know that it's not, re, it's not like they really, really, it was the Lord something. They, they, they have these poverty quotes. Quotes that makes them comfortable in, in you know, it, it's not about the car you drive. It's about the state of your heart. The state of your heart, which you eat. It's not about the food you eat. It's about the glory that is burning in your heart. Chama, this is not gospel. Do, do you understand what I'm talking about? No matter your Christian doctrine, there are people who are enjoying their, there are people who are enjoying their lives. Think about there are teenagers like you or young adults like you who can call their dad and say, Daddy, I need a new car. I'm not okay with the Bugatti. And their father will say, All right, all right, no problem. Honey, I'll fix it up for you. There are some young people, they, they don't even know what mechanic is. The moment they are car, they tied up, they just call daddy, Daddy, this car is just troubling me. I need a new one. And under 24 hours, it comes. There are human beings like that on earth. They are here. They've never worked for anybody before. They've never stressed their life before. They've never, they don't know what is called worry. Right from the day they were born to the day they would die, they will be enjoying money. Think about it. As we are talking, sometimes you go and you are opening your door. It's not opening. Doors, their doors are senses. You understand? They come and the door is opening, and they are going like they are just moving like that. This Android that you have only on your phone. There are some people; their whole house is a smart house. Yeah, yeah. They customize voice recognition. They come here and say, "Open door, open," and they are moving in a glass of tea, a, a, a glass of tea, and it's coming. It's coming on a tray inside the house. Here you are. You have to walk 11 a.m. You are looking for Gary to buy. <laughs> 11 p.m. actually. <laughs> then you go and meet somebody like that and say, can I tell you about fulfillment in life? <laughs> How fulfilled are you? Do you know what I'm talking about? How many of us believe it's not about the money that you have? 
It's not about the money that you have. It's about the state of your heart. The state of your heart does not buy rice. There are some people who buy, they go for buffets, they, they buy, they, they buy, there are people who go to restaurants, they buy a plate of rice for like $500. Rice, authorized 50 million. Or more, or 50 million. $500 will sound 50 million. But I'm 50 million. Did you understand what I'm talking about? For Sega reason, some people just go to a restaurant and they buy they buy cassava flakes. Gary. $150. Gary 50 million. Adding. Yeah. But they don't feel it. Do you understand? They don't feel it. I was going to buy a tablet for Mando, a Huawei tablet. And when I went, I've forgotten the iPhone, that particular iPhone that was on. But at that time, the iPhone was 12,000. This is like many years old, like seven years or six years or five years down the line or something around that line. It was around 13,000, 10,000 over the tens. Somebody walked inside the place with the whole family. The man took one. The wife took one. Children took one, one, one. Case closed and paid cash. I'm also going to buy Huawei. Somebody will also enter that same shop and buy a yam. Somebody will enter the shop and ask of the things there and say it's expensive. When I get money, I'll come. Listen, but regardless, listen, listen, listen. You were born by your parents. And you are here now. You're also born by their parents. The people that are enjoying life, they were also born by another set of parents. You have not made a mistake. No, you are simply a product of two people who, you understand what I'm talking about? I don't want to look like maybe I'm, I'm being mean on your parents. Maybe we were, we were busily going to U.S. in a very proper millionaire's house. Then you hear, brah, 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 brah. But then you realize, here you are, Ghana, room. You are here now. You're here now. What are you going to do? You have no choice. I say, ha, Masai, I'm going to get money. I'll be a billionaire. Do you know that it's not everybody here who will be a billionaire? In fact, as we are here, if you take 100 people, it's only like two that can be billionaires. We are not up to 100, so imagine the number. Huh? It's not like I'm, I'm not, I don't have faith. No. That's what it is. Come on. Praise the Lord. Some of you are billionaires. You have the... I'm a billionaire. You say I'm a billionaire until you reach 40, then you know that Charlie, no. Just let me just find something that can sustain my life. And let me just build a very good family. My children will come and continue. Come on. Praise the name of the Lord. But regardless where I am, 
at all times, it's not just talking about bad times. Uh-uh. If the season is good, at all times. Hallelujah. Your results came in powerfully shining. You bless the Lord. Your results came in negatively shining. You bless the Lord. Your praise should be constant regardless of happenings. The reason why a lot of Christians are depressed is that they are taught in churches that God gives money. They are taught in churches that God gives jobs. They are taught in churches that God gives material things. So there are a lot of Christians apart from material things. They don't know anything about God again. They are thinking about the God who gives them a car, the God who gives them a wife, the God who gives them a house, the God who gives them a job. And that's their whole life about God. So when these things are not coming in, it means that God is not working in their life. Right now, when somebody marries, the person has a house, the person has a very nice car, the person is blessed by God. Every Christian concludes that this person has the blessing of God. See the way God has, brought, has blessed you. See how far you've brought me, you know. Like, like, like the person gets married, the microphone, and then, you know, the the way they begin to trump trump the marriage. So now the single people are are now asking, oh God, when? But marriage is not something that is celebrated in the church. Of course, we don't celebrate business in the church. We don't celebrate money in the church. We celebrate the Lord Jesus in the church. Come on, hallelujah. That you had eight A's and somebody had nine F's. Does not mean that you are superior. In the church, we are one. The Bible says, neither Jew nor Greek. No Jew here, no Greek here. Here, we are the people of God. Say amen. Amen. So regardless what, you should be able to praise the Lord. And you see, the way to go about that is to set your mind that even in adverse times, I will praise the Lord. You see, there, there are different ways of praising God. There's a shabby way of praising the Lord. Father, I want to bless you. I want to thank you. I want, what's the time now? I want to bless you, God, that it is, it is 9-1. Oh, God, I bless you. I give you praise. I thank you. And your mind is a way to build a tower of praise in a depressing world, number one, you have to be intentional. Your praise has to be intentional. Your praise has to be intentional, not situational. Hallelujah. So, the way to to praise God in a depressing world is that number one, your praise has to be intentional and not situational. You are not going to just praise God because things are good, because things will surely go bad. Every human being on earth has ever had a bad experience. Every human being. Even the rich people I'm talking about, they have bad experiences. Come on. Everybody. Bad experience. And there's no human being on earth who has never cried before. And you know, there's no human being on earth who has never laughed before. So it means that negative and positive happens to everybody. But, now I know some new Christians say, I'm a new creation. All right, you don't know negative. Remember the time we were last in school. Now you know what I'm talking about. You understand what I'm talking about? Your mother can die 
Your father can die. I like the way Maggie looked at my face. These are realities of life. I can receive a call right now that my mother has collapsed and she's dying. You don't know it's there? No, you don't know it's there? It's there. If you didn't know, I'm telling you. We can, wake up, we can wake up right now and they'll say a man is looking for me. And the man says that he's giving me $2 million because he watched the school. I'll shout. I can go home right now and by the time I get to the house, thieves have broken into my house. And say, oh, God forbid. It's not God forbid. These are things that are there. It can happen to everybody. It can happen to anybody. Haven't you seen some Christians go through things and you are asking, ah, didn't God see it? Most often than not, we have a skewed way of seeing who God should be. We think that if you're a Christian, you're a prayerful, that something that should not happen. It's not true. There are powerful men of God. They are holy. They've not done anything powerful. Healing the sick, teaching the word and all of that. Yet their marriages were a mess. Bad things happen to good people. Accept it from today. Hey. You understand? If I tell you to name five pastors who could not hold their marriages, you can name a lot of them. You can even give me more than five. But still, the anointing is working. You understand what I'm talking about? And there are unbelievers who have married very well. Not even a scratch in the marriage. Anything can happen to anybody. Of course, we trust the Lord. We we study the, the word of God and we walk on the path of God. That is why David says that. I am going to bless the Lord at all times. But his praise will continually be in my mouth. My soul will make a boast in the Lord. Because the only thing that is constant in life is the Lord. If your boast is in a car, you will get up one day and the car has caught fire. Or you wake up one day and you will get accidents with a car. You wake up one day and thieves are stolen the car. Come on. But David says, my boast will be in the Lord. Next verse. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Next verse. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. So the boast is in the Lord and what the Lord can do. So don't take your praise and give it to any other thing. You have to be intentionally praiseful. Not situationally praiseful. Because situational praise, you only praise God when you feel like everything is going on well and you have to praise God. Intentional praise is that I praise God with my spirit. I praise God with my mind. Even when I don't feel like praising God, I will praise him. When I pray to God that I need this and the thing is not coming, I will still praise God. When I prayed about this thing that God should do it and it looked like he did not do it, that does not take my praise because my praise is, my boast is in the Lord. He didn't say my boast is in what God can do. He's not even saying my, my boast is in what God has done per se. But my boast is in the Lord. 
is where I am boastful. So if I get up in the morning or I'm walking throughout the day or in the night, I just say, Father, I want to praise you for who you are. I thank you for your matchless mercy, your, your unspeakable gift in my life. Thank you, Father. I praise you, Lord. Then you begin to go down on your knees intentionally and you are blessing God. You are telling how great you are, how awesome you are. Thank you for your hand in my life. I look back, Lord, and I see how my life, the contours of my life and all that I can and see is that your hand is holding me. You are still at work. I believe you Lord. I am not where I want to be but I see that you're taking me there. Then nothing is stopping you and nothing is stopping me. Thank you Father. You are working in my life. Blessed God. You are working in my life. I affirm as a child of God. God is mightily working in my life. Thank you Father. Blessed be God. Thank you Father. Blessed be God. My soul rejoice at the Lord thy God who is your salvation. Now this is what we do in a depressing world. In a depressing world. And you see, you have to do it intentionally. There's a psychological thing I forgot about. It's called, it's, it's called tricking your mind to believe something. For example, like, I don't know what, but I seem not to like Danny. But I know that I'm a child of God. I'm supposed to like everybody. But I don't know, I don't like this guy. You have to trick yourself. You have to always be telling yourself, I like Danny. He's a brother to me. He's a friend. He's a great guy. I, and sometimes you even pray. That's what Jesus said. Say, pray for your enemies. You begin to pray. Father, I want to pray that you bless this man. Father, bless everything that comes out of him. And then that demon inside your mind, I mean, I'm using that, that demon inside your mind will feel like, ah, what's wrong with you? Before long, you will see that when you meet him with a broad smile, you want to hug him because you prayed for him. Now that is, you did that intentionally. It means that if you did not work on it, it wouldn't have been possible. So it means that an intentional praise of God, you have to work, you have to psych your mind. See, people come to church and we are praising God and their minds are off. Do you know why? They have never trained themselves to sustain their mind in the praise of God with intentionality. So you get to know the person is not intentional. Because listen, you can never be intentional about God and not feel divine vibrations in you. It's not possible. It's not possible. Hallelujah. Maybe we are singing, then you are just standing and you are watching the screen and you are not singing. You have not built a life and a mind that intentionally praises God. So I said, number one, you have to do what? You have to be intentional and not situational. Don't praise God because you, you got something you prayed about. Of course, I mean, the things, we bless God also for the things he does in our lives. But our praise and our boast is in the passing of the Lord. Come on. Hallelujah. Say, I bless the Lord. Come on, say, I bless the Lord. At all times. One more time, I bless the Lord. At all times. One more time, I bless the Lord at all times. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. 
Let's go to Habakkuk. Habakkuk chapter number 3. 3.17 Although the fig tree shall not blossom. Give me a different version. A lighter version. Though the fig tree does not bud, and there is no fruit on the vines, though the olive crop fails, and the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the pen, and no cattle in the stalls. What is he talking about? Absolute nothing. When there is absolutely nothing. When the Imori Konko is finished. When the five kilo rice, the, the remaining, you don't know to call, whether to call it quarter cup or a spoonful. Have you ever, I mean, I've been there before, that you want to cook. You have only one ingredient. Maybe you have just rice. Now, you don't know whether you're going to make rice water. Because if you make rice water, there's no sugar. You don't know whether you're going to make rice and stew. Because if you make rice, there's nothing stewish. You don't know whether you're going to make a mutio because there's nothing soupy. So, it's just there like that. Nothing, 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 nothing. Hallelujah. I don't know. I don't know. I've been going through a lot. Hey. You've been going through a lot. Do you know you are going through a lot? A lot was going through us. So he says, in that, in that, in that level of nothingness, look at what he's, he's going to do. The next verse. Yet. That, that's, the, that's the magic word. Yet. Yet. So it says, yet I will triumph in the Lord. The word triumph there means that I will rejoice in the Lord. How in the world are you going to rejoice when there's nothing for food? When there's nothing, nothing. He said, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will rejoice in the God of my salvation. I will rejoice in the God. Oh, Father, you are the God of my salvation. Hallelujah. You are not the only person that your father is dead. You are not the only person your mother is dead. You are not the only person you have not eaten today. You are not the only person that you want money and you didn't get. You are not the only person that, no. There's not, the Bible says there's nothing new under the sun. Think about it. You can't stress God. There's nothing new under the sun. You know, have you been to those hospitals that, then the next one comes, Oh, 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 there's nothing new. Is there, there's nothing new here in this hospital. We've seen all the shakes. So he says, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. Can you come to church when your fees is not paid? When you, maybe you've not been eating, you don't have whatever. And we shall glory. And you are saying, 
Lolly. 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 Say rejoice! Then say. Like fatality. Mortal combat. When you're about to die. Your, your glory cannot even glory. Because you don't, you don't want to glory. But the man of God says, yet. You see, your ability to praise the Lord with intentionality and not situationally is one proof of your understanding and honor of the value of God in your life. It proves that you understand and you honor the value of God in your life. That I value God. God is not in my life just for what I will get. I love the Lord for who he is. The lot of Christians, they do things for God because of the things they will get. Uh-uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pastors are preaching for the money. Singers are singing to be paid. Instrumentalists are playing to be paid. And everybody's, oh, I've been cleaning the church. Can't I get something? Do you understand? Don't let your praise be situational. And, and next week, when I finish teaching, the next week you understand why. You will know that praise attracts the blessings of God. Yeah. It attracts supernatural, miraculous doings of God. It attracts supernatural doings of God. Hallelujah. Come on, we are together in this place, right? Yeah. That when you are in a battle and you are in that phase of your life where it looks like, God, I'm dying. Instead of complaining, God would have you. God would that you, you, you just open your mouth and begin to praise him. Hallelujah. If you don't begin to learn how to constantly praise the name of the Lord, your bones will dry. You will always be withered. You will always be angry. You will always be bitter. You will be always depressed. You will always be anxious. You don't know what is happening. It's like you alone. This world that you came, you are never happy. Uh-uh. God says, there's nothing new under the sun. My son, this song I remember 245 years ago, your sister's cousin uncle sang the same song to me. So it's not strange. Go through it. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. But I praise the Lord. Yeah, you can say, Father, I'm hungry, yet I'll praise you. If you like, give me money. If you don't, I don't give me money. You're still my G. I love you. There's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. <laughs> yeah. Father, 
You are my Lord and you are my God. I remember one time I was praying. I didn't know what to say again in prayer. I said, Father, you want to do it, do it. You don't want to do it, don't do it. But I'm going to do your work till I die. That was the end of the prayer. And I learned that from Bishop. Um, um, oh, no, no, no. Pastor Adiboy. He said that he was going through something when he started ministry. He didn't understand. He went for 21 days. Then the wife said, I'll fast with you. We are together in this. Did 21 days. Then he did 40 days. Then he did 100 days. Otherwise, after the 14, the thing was not, it was not, it was not, the thing was not turning. He went again, 21. So it was continuous. Then one day, so the wife had become lean. And the wife said, wait, if you are not breaking, I'm not breaking. So he told God, he said, God, I can sacrifice anything, but not my wife. This thing, if you like, do it. If you like, don't do it. Today, fasting ends. Honey, when cook and let's eat. Case closed. Case closed. How many of you have cried that prayer before or prayed that cry before? (laughs) Oh my God, my God. God said, There's nothing new under the sun. Praise the name of the Lord. I praise God. Never forget, yet will I praise the Lord. Never forget that line. Yet will I praise the Lord. You are going to church again. Are you serious? Yet will I praise the Lord. What has been the best thing that you have gotten out of every day? Church, Bible, and all of this. Look at you. You are not yet will I praise the Lord. And you are going to be very intentional about it. Come on, hallelujah. I said you're going to be what? You're going to be very intentional about it. Hallelujah. Sing, see what the Lord has done. What we waited for has come to pass. Even when nothing has come to pass. Sing it. Sing, see what the Lord has done. Sing it. Sing, see how far he's brought me. When you have not really gone that far, still singing. Hallelujah. Shout it and say, thank you, Father, for wonderfully making me and fearfully making me. When you don't even look wonderful and you don't look fearful. Shout it and praise the Lord and say, Father, I thank you for your glory in my life. I thank you for who you are making me. Thank you for giving me the ability to preach when you don't even know how to go about it. That's what you're going to do. You say, thank you, Father, for the peace of mind. Thank you, Lord, for the glory that surrounds me. Thank you, Father, for the growth that I experience daily when in actual fact it does not look like it but you know what i praise my way through out of any storm i praise my way out
when you know that right now you don't even believe that you can make it yet 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 when you see that the future does not really look promising if you take the word of God aside there is no other indicator that this thing will work there's no other indicator that your life will work you know what still put your praise on and say thank you father it's working thank you father i see your hand working i see that you are lifting me from glory to glory oh thank you father for another step thank you for lifting me another step higher oh rabado shabado rekete balagadahaya thank you for your faithfulness thank you lord Oh, Radabashahaya. Come on. Shakatakabaya. Reketeke Barabushe. Radadabashataya. Oh, Radadabashandabahaya. Hallelujah. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 6. Verse 7, actually, down. Let's do 8. It says, We are troubled on every side. Yet, we are not distressed. We don't deny the facts that we are troubled. But we are not distressed. I have an undisturbed composer. Say, I remain firm in my praise. Oh, some of you didn't come to church. Say, I remain firm in my praise. Look at that. We are troubled on every side. This is how spiritual men talk. This is how men who have handled the realities of the gospel, this is how they talk. This is how men who know their God, they talk. I am an Osabahaya. We are troubled. We are troubled. On the left and on the right, there's trouble everywhere. But oh devil, I am not distressed. I will not be in emotional agony because of the troubles around me. I maintain my praise. I maintain my praise. I maintain my praise. Sabarabadasa. Raiment or no raiment. Clothing or no clothing. Money or no money. Housing or no housing. I am not depressed. I am not distressed. Say, I come and praise on. I need some Christians now. Suddenly, I come and praise on. For my God is at work. Hallelujah. I come and praise on. I come and praise on. Come on, I come and praise on. Oh, Radabashahaya. Listen. He says, we are perplexed. The word perplexed means to come to a point where you lack resources. Makataya. To come to a point where there's no resource. He said, we are perplexed. That this kind of anxiety, where is this resource going to come from? 
We are perplexed. But we are not left in despair. We are perplexed, but we've not thrown in the towel. Hey, we're still hanging in there. We're still hanging in there. Holding on to God. Holding on to God. Hey, 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 hey. I didn't get the money for it, but still holding on to God. Am I talking to somebody? The result was not like what I was expecting, but still holding, hold, holding, holding on to God. Hey, I praise God. Yeah, I praise God in a world full of darkness in a world full of perplexities in a world full of anxieties and in a world full of uncertainties I come a praise on still holding on to God Am I communicating here? Still holding on to God. I overflow with praise. Joy overflow. Praise overflow. I am a Baba Haya. My soul, make your boast in the Lord. Make your boast in the Lord. Make your boast in the Lord. The word despair means to be totally at a loss where everything is gone there's nothing to hold on to and say yeah 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 we are perplexed but we are not at a loss a don't look at the emptiness around and think that all is gone no i'm not at a loss i'm still in an advantageous position my god am i speaking to somebody here I'm still winning. I'm still winning. I'm still glorying in God. Adaba Siba in Babala Kado Saba. Oh, Reko Saba. See, I'm getting bigger. Come on, say bigger, 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 bigger. Say the hand of the Lord. The hand of the Lord. Is causing increase in all that concerns me. Put the next verse there. We are persecuted, but not forsaken. People insult us, people malign us. They malign our reputation. They say things against us. But we are, the word forsaken means we are not left helpless. We are not left helpless. Why do I praise God in a depressing world? I am not left helpless. I am not helpless. I bless the Lord. Sorry, I am not helpless. I don't have Christians here. Sorry, I am not helpless. And then he says, We are cast down. We are cast down. But we are not destroyed. 
You see, oh my God, the difference between the Christian and the unbeliever is that the same things are happening to us all at all the time. Casting downs are happening. Persecutions are happening. Perplexities and what have you are happening. But the Christian has a different testimony. When there are perplexities, the unbeliever cannot say, I am not distressed. No. When there is a casting down, the unbeliever cannot say, I am not forsaken. Because he has no God. Makando Bahaya. But the child of God in the midst of troubles everywhere inside the trouble he has a different testimony we don't talk like the world we don't talk like the world I'm a Christian I'm a child of God I'm a child of God Paul says we are troubled on every side but we are not distressed we are not distressed. I want to tell you if you are here and you are down by whatever reason, I'm telling you to get up. You are a child of God. Get up. Stop the tears. Get up. And really get up. Get up genuinely. Don't let it be superficial. Go and lock yourself in that room again and say, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not distressed. I am not forsaken. I have a greater testimony. I have a greater testimony. I have a greater testimony. Oh. I praise you, Father. See, once you don't determine the outcomes of my life, examination don't determine the outcomes of my life. Where I am born does not determine the outcomes of my life. What determines the outcomes of my life is the one I've held on to. I'm holding on to God. Come on, I'm, I'm holding on to God. <laughs> I fear not. Come on, I fear not. Ah, you're good to me. Father, we thank you and we praise you. Thank you. That in a depressing well, we get our praise on. Blessed be your name forever. We bless the Lord at all times. And his praise shall continually be in our mouth. Our souls shall make a boast in the Lord. The humble will see and they will be glad. Thank you, Father. We are held by the Spirit to praise you at all times. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
just bless him. Mandabaha. Ah. I have in me the bird. 